The podcast that you're about to hear contains acts of sex and violence. The hosts do not claim to be experts on the subjects that they present. Listener discretion is advised. All right, boys and girls, and welcome back to Brutal Nation. I'm your host, Scott Alexander. Right across from me is the one, the only, the hairiest beast of them all, Tandy. Tandy, Jesus Christ. Yeah, get my name right, please. My fans love me, so you better say um, the right name. First off, nobody loves you, uh, not even you. Uh, your mom loves me more because she wants to do me. I know anyway. my mom loves you more, but my fans, our fans love me more, so go ahead. They only say that because they don't want you to give them fucking rabies or some now, shit. They know my name is Tammy the Sasquatch Underwood. Yeah, we'll go with that. Rawr. You get to say <laughs> hi, too? All right. Rawr. And I'm That's Scott hi. Alexander. Anyway. Let's jump right into this one here, because, okay, so this one here, honestly... You don't have any business to cover? Oh, fuck. Well, we're changing over the Etsy. We are. Sometime this week. Right, but do we have a message from a sponsor, or no? No, the, the, those automatically play. Oh. Um, they're already set into the whole thing. Okay. I just want to make sure we weren't messing anything up. No, nope, those are already recorded, so they, they go in while we're doing this bullshit. I, I think they're pre- pre-roll or some shit. Got it. Yeah, so I've got that covered. It's already recorded. Yes! Can I get a hallelujah? Amen, brother. That's right from the Church of the Mighty Majestic Mountain Cows. You're so dumb. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's jump into this one here. We're going to be doing Robert Berdella today, a.k.a. The Butcher. Or the Kansas City Butcher. That's what they called him. Kansas City Butcher. So check this out. You know, when I first started doing this one here, I, I, I chose his name. I, I kind of read a brief synopsis of it. And I said, okay, no, I'm going to start researching this one here because it looks like it's going to be good. And I don't like doing a lot of research on my own. Like, you know what I mean? Right, I know. You like to you like to pick the short but sweet ones. Yeah, exactly. Because you're always so busy. Yeah, if it comes down to intense research and I get other people to do that shit. Why? Because I, I don't have the fucking time. Yeah, you're like, you know what? That one's too long. You do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but this motherfucker led me down a goddamn rabbit hole yeah oh <sighs> you know yeah don't you love rabbit holes <laughs> i love holes all right ask your mom <laughs> and we're done <laughs> by the way i heard your mom's coming out here actually in september my mom's never coming out here oh she I'm is i'm gonna kill her for telling you that <laughs> i told you know what the sad part is, is i just had a conversation with her yesterday when i was sick after I went to, you know, urgent care and they tried to kill me. Um, <laughs> that's another story. But anyways, I was talking to her and she she said something about, you know, her heart and everything. I said, yeah, I told Scott you were never coming out here. She goes, why do you lie to him? I said, because I don't want to hear it. Oh, because your mom you know. wants some intimate time with so me. So I'm I pretty sure her. she, like, hurried up and had to tell you that she's coming out. And actually, it was your sister. Oh, great. See? See, you know what? The whole world's against me. Missy's all about the chicka wow wow chicka chicka because she wants her mom to be happy. You don't. No, You're she's just... doing it because she knows it bugs me. Uh, and your mom does it because she knows that I want to put that, that she you wants me to put. You all know how much it bothers me, so you keep it up. She knows how much I want to put my head between her legs. That's what it is. Oh my god! Eddie Hughes, let's get on don't with this dude. Don't we have to continue with the Kansas City Butcher? We do. Uh, this dude here, it took me down a rabbit hole on a serious note, like because well, you guys will see there, there, there's escalation after escalation with this dude. And it's just, wow. it, it honestly, it is a bizarre fucking story. Yeah. Well, we we have covered a lot of bizarre stories. So, you know, is this guy still alive? Mm, we'll get to that. Okay. So check this out. What is worse than dying at the hands of a serial killer? What do you think would be worse than dying at the hands of a serial mm, killer? I don't know. 
How about being tortured for weeks on end until you are finally allowed oh, to die? When he finally gives you permission to say, you know what, adios, bitch, not so, I'm done. Or your body just finally shuts down and says, yeah. fuck this, I'm done. Yeah. All right. This story starts in Cuyahoga Falls, Ohio. Robert, uh, what the hell did I put? I do not know. I think know. it's supposed to be Andrew. I put answer because I can't spell. I'll spell it. I'll Thank you. It, yeah. So anyway. Robert Andrew Barella Jr. was born on January. Berdella. Jan- Berdella. Jesus. I'm just, I'm, I'm having a day. I know. Just, you can't I'm talk a day. today. You want to know why? I need drugs. Oh, okay. Copious amounts. And I had to settle for a burrito for breakfast that was not from my usual place. I know. It was good. It just wasn't, wasn't in Toho's good. Yeah, I, I mean, this one's good too, but I mean, the one I got was is pretty good, but it's just, I don't know if it's because I've been sick. It just doesn't taste right, but whatever. That could be it because you were pretty fucking sick. Man. I was. I'm just I glad was. you're feeling better now, man. I that's, thought I was going to die. Yeah, that's why I sent you over drugs. <laughs> anyway, this peckerhead, Robert Andrew Berdella, he was born on January 31st of Not 1994. I'll get the right date. Anyway, I think it was 54 or 64. I'll Probably get 54. the right date. Give me a minute. Anywho, he was born to Robert Berdella Sr. and his wife, Mary Louise. <clears throat> Robert Sr. was a good man, by the way. He worked for Ford Motor Company because he's built Ford Tough. He was Tough. born in 1949. 49. Oh, I transposed the numbers. Yeah. I'll I really got to fucking edit my shit every once in a while. Yeah, well, that's why I'm here. Anyways, he was built Ford Tough working at the Ford Motor Company. He was a die setter for him. Oh. Um, Mary was a stay-at-home mom. Robert Jr. was the oldest of two younger brothers. So oh, Tim so is three in total. So three kids total. Yeah. So obviously. All three boys. Yeah, all three boys. And wow. obviously, Mary put out. I would too, man. I mean, your old man's working for Ford. You know he's a good guy. He's a dice setter. Yeah, that's, I mean, and back then, that was a good job to have. That was before the fall of the motor companies and everything. Right, right, right. Like Even, I mean, and right after the war, holy cow. Yeah. I mean, the, the, this dude's on it like Blue Bonnets. You know that they're living they're, they're living a good life. They're, they're oh, not yeah. living large, but they're living a fucking good life, well, right? yeah, they're middle-class people. So here is the first thing that threw up red flags for oh, me. Ready for this? Lord. Yeah, I see it. They were all devout Catholics. Yeah. So you know there's probably some raping going on Normal at the church. Touchy-touchy. Just saying. I don't trust priests, man. As far well, as I'm not going to say it was full-on rape, but it might have been a little touchy-touchy. Come here, little altar boy Robert. The no-no zones. You must blow the skin flute of the Lord. Oh, dear Lord. <clears throat> Sorry, Catholics. And by the way, please don't sue me. <laughs> it's a joke. Yeah, they all have a lot. They have a lot of money, so. Well, keep in mind, Catholics, it's a joke. And if you're a priest, if you can give a dick, you can take a joke. All right? <laughs> Just say it. Just fucking say it. And here come the letters. <laughs> oh, look at that. Not you know, a... I'm surprised we haven't got more letters from Catholics out there. I just got an email from my attorney saying you're being sued by the Catholics. Wow. Wow, that was quick. <laughs> They're no, on it. We man. haven't even aired this episode yet. It's quick. The fucking Pope is on it, man. He's like Robo Pope. <laughs> With this pointy little hat. God dang right, man. So as a kid, Robert Jr. was a very bright, um, but at the same time, he was kind of like a loner. And he preferred to stay kind of to himself and just, you know, hang out and things like that. Kind of avoid people. Can't say that I blame him. I don't fucking like people either. And yeah. a lot of times I want to hang out by myself. I know. In complete silence. Yes. It would drive me crazy. Jake was bitching about that yesterday. We hung up the damn curtains, right? The new curtains and everything. 
and it's peaceful. It's quiet. I'm enjoying it. And he goes, play some goddamn music. I'm like, what? Yeah, what, what I can't you handle play? absolute silence either. Yeah, I that's can't. what he said. Well, and you know why? It's because of my ADD. Because if I have absolute silence, I hear and focus on everything around me. <laughs> if I have background noise, I can't hear everything else. And it kind of calms my TVs. Well, I, yeah. So yeah, I'm like, okay, what do you want me to have? Uh, what, what do you want me to play? Play anything. I said, fine, play the new album by Ghost, because I like Ghost a lot. And their new album's pretty tight. Yeah. Any hoosies. I told you my son also listens to them. Because Ghost is fantastic. Yeah. And their new album is phenomenal. They got they, they do a cover of a uh, of an Iron Maiden song in there, and I can't remember which one it is. Well, and it was but, really uh, weird, because back after you had introduced me to the last album, you know, in that song, Mariana Cross. Oh, yeah. My son goes, Mom, I want you to hear this song. And he played it and go, oh, I've heard that. Scott listens to this. He goes, really? I go, yeah. Ghost is badass, man. <laughs> so one of those reasons that he kind of liked to hang out by himself, um, uh, you know, he, he like wore really thick glasses. He, oh, had, okay. he had a speech problem. Oh. He, yeah, he also had a high blood pressure as a kid. As a kid? As That's, a kid, right. Wow. And he wasn't so athletic, you know, at all. Uh, on the flip side, his brother, who was seven years younger than him, and I couldn't get his name, was very athletic. Like, this dude's wow. playing football and baseball and, you know, like, swinging more dick around oh, than he so knows what to do with. so basically, he couldn't live up to his younger brother's standards. Thinking so. So he said, hey, yeah. instead of trying to get pussy, I'm just going to blow guys. Anyway, <clears throat> the teachers found that Robert was very smart, and at the same time, he's, he's very hard to teach. Oh. And this could have been part, uh, in part because he was very, very shy and very kind of aloof. Oh, yeah. Uh, this was more likely also because he was really bullied a lot because he had the speech impediment and the thick glasses. Oh, oh yeah, and, and kids are cruel. Kids are cruel. Kids are little fucking assholes. They That's are what the hell assholes. They are. And here's the fucked up thing about kids in general is they will find the one thing that they know you're self-conscious about and they will be deadly accurate. I know. And it's like it. they don't even have to know you. Yeah, exactly. You know, because I, I always tell this story because it was really funny. I was... I mean, this is back before I had my surgery, you know, and lost a lot of weight. Um, I was with my son at Bimart, and we happened to walk by this car that had three little Mexican boys in it. And they <laughs> Did you started, deport them? Huh, no. They started, like, saying, speaking in Spanish, calling me a fat woman and blah, 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 blah. And I finally turned around and looked at them, and I said in Spanish, yes, I may be fat, but you're stupid. <laughs> if you don't think I can understand what you're saying. And then they kind of looked at me and shut up. I was like, Yeah. Maybe you need to know who you're talking to before you start throwing out insults yeah, there. Most of guys. us are, a lot of us are multilinguistic. Anyways, yeah. um, so then he gets into puberty, right? And he kind of discovers who he is. He figures, he, he figures, hey man, I'm attracted to guys, I'm gay. Nothing wrong with that. I'm not even going to make no, fun of that. No, but we have to also consider the time. Yeah, it's a time period though. Where we're, we're still, it was illegal. Yeah, like, be, like you can't yeah. suck a dick because it's illegal and we'll kill you. Yeah. And uh, nowadays, if you're gay, no one really gives a shit, right? Yeah, nobody cares. And like we said, back then, if you're a pole smoker, people gave you shit about it I all the time. Stop using that term. Why? Because. I have gay friends. I can say pole smoker. No, you can only say that if you're gay. God damn it. Oh, now, wait. You can say it. Now <laughs> now I have to blow guys just Look, so I can say like this. I said, no, don't worry about it. You can say it. You're I'll an let asshole. You. <laughs> So, and well, plus my know, son's gay, so I can we say try not to, We try not to out you right now because you're still kind of just easing out. I got to get him a boyfriend. Anyway, <laughs> uh, 
I'm of the opinion, by the way, that I don't care who who you're banging. Just letting that out there, okay? It's none of my fucking business unless you're banging me. Yeah. Anyway, he's in the closet for many years before he's before he comes out. But he even had a girlfriend, you know, kind yeah. of like a lot of gay guys. Well, that like, happens. Yeah, like I'm in I disguise. told you, a friend of mine, her aunt married this guy only to find out he was gay. And they stayed married, but it's because he had a good job. And if anybody found out that he was gay back in the day, he would have lost it. Yeah, totes. So, totes goes, man. Yeah. So, okay, we kind of went over that. So, we'll just pass that last yeah. line by. Um, as he entered into his mid-teens, Robert started to get some self-confidence. But with that came some behavior changes, you know, like uh, like any other teenager. Right. He started to be rude to women as well and, you know, like really condescending to them. Oh. Just kind of being a dick. But it, it happens to all teenagers. We all go through some... Yeah. Not necessarily that we're all condescending to No, the but we go through sex, a rebellious period. But yeah. Yeah. Occasionally you're just an asshole because it's just you know, it's you know everything and people keep trying to tell you what to do. So. Best sticker I ever said that says... Dear teenagers, move out of your house now. Move out of your parents' house now while you still know everything. Oh, see, there's this one at Pizza Smitza in Forest Grove that says, Hire a teenager while they still know everything. Fabulous. Yeah. So we also, by the way, started to develop a talent for art and cooking. Oh. Um, showing great showmanship and pride in his work on both okay. ends, right? Tragedy, though, would hit home for Robert and his family. And this is kind of this is where it starts getting really shitty for him. It was on Christmas Day of 1965. Picture it: Christmas Day, 1965, Ohio, <laughs> in Cuyahoga, Ohio. Teenage Robert, his brother, his brothers, and his parents drove to Canton, Ohio, to celebrate the holiday with the rest of the family. Okay. As the day wore on, gifts are exchanged, eggnog are flowing, family memories, and of course, food. It's all at play, right? Because, you know, you're having a good time with your family because apparently he likes his family and I don't like mine. So. Well, some people like their families. I, I hang we, out. We, on the other hand, don't. I hang out with my son. That's, I'm yeah, happy. Pretty much. That. That's, yeah. No. Him and your daughter. Those are the only family that's, you claim. That, that's the only people that I give a shit about, really. And <laughs> yeah. and, my, and maybe like uh, two two out of my three bro- uh, the brothers. Oh, and your sister. Okay. Yeah. I'll give, I'll, I'll, I'll give her. You uh, know, half a credit. My, half credit because she's only half a sister. <laughs> but she's not a midget. <laughs> Like my ex-wife. Anywho's. Oh, shit. That's when Robert Sr. suffered from a heart attack. Wow. What a great Christmas gift. Did Santa deliver that out down the damn chimney, too? What a dick. Wow. Anyway, Robert Jr., he went back home alone, and soon after that, he was told that his father had died. Wow. And Robert Sr. was only 39 years old. Wow. Yeah. So young, man. That is young. And I if, if there's a history on, of that if, in the family. If you're in your younger 30s and you go, that's not young, that's old, kiss my ass. I'm, I turned 50 this year. Look I know, I nuts. can't wait. You're so old. Fucking people, man. Robert Jr. was absolutely devastated. I mean, his father was his role model. Oh, yeah. And now, gone from his life like a leaf in the breeze. Yeah, just suddenly. Yeah. Gone. Just boom. In the blink of an eye. Exactly. Yeah. Robert sought out comfort, of course, in Catholicism, being a good Catholic boy. Well, yeah, you would. I mean, a lot of people do turn to religion when something like that happens. And knowing that he's gay, pretty sure that worked out in his favor. Lots of confession time. Yeah, but still, you know, I mean, we found that a lot. We actually found that a lot in a lot of cases we cover. Yeah. That, you know, when people go through a tragedy, they either A, turn to alcohol and drugs, or they turn to religion to find answers. I think everybody should turn to uh, Scottyism. It's a much better way. 
And more letters. <laughs> Especially if you're a young Asian woman. <laughs> mm, God, and there we go. Or any woman, really. I mean, if, if you're in your, you know, 20s, yeah. call me. Yeah. Call me. No. Oh, oh, boy. I just read something that, okay, I'll, I'll talk about it when we get to it, but go. Oh, thank you. Can yeah, I, no, I, I just read ahead and I shouldn't have. <clears throat> As time went on, he began to look at other faiths, by the way. You know, we're talking about Christianity yeah. and Buddhism and all that good shit, right? Yeah. Well, I guess Jesus didn't hear his prayers or at least didn't give a fuck. Yeah, or at least Robert thought he didn't, yeah. yeah. Well, I agree with him. Um, so they say that God works in mysterious ways, but if God isn't listening, well, what are you going to do, right? Anyway, I digress. In the same year that his father died... Robert went to see this movie, and it was called The Collector, and it's based on a book uh, by, uh, with the same name by the author of John Fowler. Right, and that's the book. I don't know if you remember, but I'm going to bring it up. That is the book that they found when they searched the bunker of Ng and um, Charles Ng and oh, what's his name? Oh, yeah, and, um, Lake and Ng. Yeah, Lake and Ng, and they did a lot of the same things that happened in that book. Oh, I knew it sounded actually, familiar. And there's another serial killer we're going to cover that followed the same path. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that weird? Take the path of I thought, haven't read Ms. this Luke. book yet, but now I want to. <laughs> Excuse me. So the movie kind of goes like this, boys and girls, by the way. A guy stalks and abducts women that he's attracted to, or a woman that he's attracted to, right? Uh, he, he keeps her captive in a, in a windowless room. Yep, lakening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she dies because of becoming sick, even though he tries to prevent her death. And Robert would later say that the movie left an impression on him. Oh, yeah. Except that he liked guys and not girls. But still. Pole and not whole. Oh, God. <laughs> so a certain time later. His mother would meet up and uh, with someone, and she'd get remarried as things would happen, right? And this pisses Robert off. Oh, yeah. He felt like, you know, she'd betray- betrayed his father. Well, and you wonder how long it was, because this is a short time later. So if it was, like, within a couple of years, I can understand why he would feel that way. He yeah, cared about his father. They were really close. And if he wasn't done mourning his father's death, he would feel that betrayal. True, but I kind of understand where she's coming from. It's the sixties. Oh, I do too. She needs two things, man: dick and money. Well, yeah, because she's a housewife. She yeah. doesn't. Know, she doesn't have skills to go out and work. Yeah, she needs dick and she needs money. That's what she needs. And I totally, I, I get it. I don't condone it really, but I get it. Yeah. So it pisses old Robert off, right? And because of this, he becomes even more kind of withdrawn. And he, but he dove deeply into art. Okay. Uh, he also started to, you know, he, he kept up uh, doing what he did before, which was, you know, he collected coins and stamps, and he even wrote foreign pen pals. Oh, okay. And basically things that he could do by himself. Right, in his mom's basement. I get it. Yeah, you know, kind of like my son. If, if we had a basement, he'd be playing D&D down there, masturbating to hentai porn or whatever he listens to. Yeah, because he can't his... get through the crawl space, but yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Way too big for the crawl space. So his pen pals, though, across the world would send him you know, things like stamps and things that they uh, collected from their own countries uh, that Robert also collected. He collected stamps and whatever they right. sent him, right? Yeah, that makes it. My father did the same thing. Well, he would also get pictures of things like mystical icons and architecture oh. and, uh, you know, uh, from cities all over the world. I see where you made a mistake here. I'll fix it. Uh, so... Keep that in mind, because it's going to play into the story later on, right? So he gets a part-time job as a, as a clerk at a convenience store, uh, 
when he was a teenager. Okay. And he would later go on to say that he was actually raped while working there, but he never reported it to the cops. Which oh. I kind of only half believe. I was going to say by a customer or by his boss. I have. I can't remember what I mean, that that's, said. I don't. I mean, that's really weird because I worked at a convenience store. And I never. I mean, although I was assaulted a couple of times, like some guy threw nachos at me so he could run out with beer. And then the guy hit me with a case of beer so he could take it. And no matter how much you begged, nobody would rape you. No, I understand. <laughs> I understand. I never asked for that. Yeah, please rape me. There, um, no, no, ma'am. No, but I will ma'am, tell behind you, the after, counter, please. I was going to say, after I got assaulted that one time, because the police were there when some of my regulars showed up at 4 o'clock in the morning, and when they found out what happened, two of my regulars started coming in earlier, like right around beer 30, to make sure I wasn't hurt. And hoping that you'd beg them to rape them. Nah. Okay, were, no, I, I dig. They were actually really nice garbage men. <laughs> no, that, that explains the raping. I hate you. Now they see you up on Sandy Boulevard. I hate you. So I can understand totally, though, why he didn't report it. Oh, yeah, you know, totally. It's the it's 60s, and although he was learning he was gay, it was frowned upon, and there might have been a fear component there. Right, and who's going to believe a man when they say they've been raped? Honestly. Right. And still to this day, a lot of people don't believe it. And he doesn't want to be made fun of. Yeah. You know, um, that's another key component. I mean, I can, I can see it where he's like, he's already self-conscious about it. He goes, reports it, and then has kind of, what are you, a fag? And he's like, um, yeah. yeah, I am actually a fag. Yeah. yeah but I'm not going to tell you that, well, you must be sucking dick. You know, I can, so I can understand that, where it would weigh on him. Yeah. So I'm, I'm hip to the scene. So after he graduated high school, Robert moved over to Kansas City, Missouri, and he enrolled in the KC Art Institute. In misery? In misery, where he caused a lot of misery. Dun, dun, dun! He also had a job as a short order cook um, to help pay for his bills. And he was very talented at both things, by the way, art and cooking. So word spread freaking quicker than wildfire, right? Because of the great meals that he would he, he present, the flourish and everything. I think people are like this. Wow. Is the, if you want a great meal, this is this is the man. Which is where if you go to like a dive like that, you know, diner or dive, because usually it's just all greasy, you know. Right, right, right. So but, short order cooks aren't known for their flair and their good, you know, unless it's like really good food. But yeah. yeah. But apparently this guy here, like they're he, they're like, dude, if you want a good meal, you go see this guy over here. Wow. And people are like lining up, going, dude, feed us because you know. So he would have been featured by Guy Fieri. Or by me. On Diners. Well, now he's being featured by us, but yeah. He'd be featured by me because uh, I've got the meats. Oh, God. You're not our <laughs> So, very bright, very talented. His future is looking really bright. Brighter than sun shining through your bedroom window when you have a hangover type of bright, right? I like all of your descriptions here. I'm paraphrasing because I can't. Can you read today? I know, right? Well, once again, life happens. And like a lot of college students, he started to experiment with drugs. Me included. I well, I was going to say, drugs. that was back in the free love era. That's right. We should have more free love now, man. I should have pussy lining up out my door. But I digress. Yeah. No, I'm not getting them for you. Sorry. So he, he you should. Two little Asian girls, two little Asian women. Can't call them girls anymore. No. So he left school because of it, and uh, well, the teacher's being upset because of some of his art projects where he used live animals. Ew! <clears throat> I I didn't see what the hell he did with live animals. I, I don't want say, to. How, I don't want to know. What did he do to present art with a live animal? We'll be sticking my fist up this dog's butt. I mean, I was supposed to no, do an insect. I was supposed to do an insect collection in seventh grade, and I refused to do it. So my uncle and cousin did it for me because I was like, I don't want to kill bugs. Oh, you see, and, and I don't like bugs, but I don't want to. I don't want to know what he did with live animals. Yeah, me neither. 
So any Hughesies, um, he was also arrested for trying to sell meth, which at the time was called speed, by the way. Yes. Meth didn't exist then. To an undercover cop, because he's a dumbass. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Hey, can I get some lemon water? Please. Please. Sorry, people. I'm just... He's choking to death. Choking over here, not even on dick. Yeah. I'm sure about that. So, he left school, rested, right? Uh, and he did, But he didn't serve any time for it. Okay. He was fined about three grand, though, which is a huge amount of yeah, the time. Yeah, back then, that's a lot of money. I mean, I know right now a lot of people, $3,000 is a lot of money. $3,000 is nothing. Well, so some of us, that's a lot. By, by rate of comparison. Well, you can blow through $3,000 now in two minutes, so. Yeah, yeah. I can do it in way less than that just by going to Guitar Center. <laughs> yeah, we know. That's your that's your candy store. So, do you remember me mentioning that he collected things from his pen pals from around the world? Oh, yeah. But he would turn his love of antiques into a business. Oh, okay. Thank you. And he opened up a boutique-style booth at a flea market called Bomb's Bizarre Bazaar. Oh, it was called Bizarre Bazaar? Yeah, that's not a mistake. I was going to say, I thought there was a mistake. I was going to erase it. No, Bar- Bob's Bizarre Bazaar, which I love that name. That's, that's badass. Yeah. Give me a second. I got a drink. Okay. You drink. As we have <sighs> dead air. 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 Shave your fucking head. I know you will, but. It's so, owning your own business is a huge endeavor. Oh, yeah. I should know, right? And Robert did okay with it, but it wasn't enough quite to pay the bills. Yeah. So, he started sucking dick. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, what? Yeah, that's not in the presentation. <laughs> it was really funny because I told our, our new friend, I'm not going to mention names, because he, he emailed me before he emailed you. And I said, right. you know, emailing me first was probably the brightest idea. I said, because even though Scott owns the business, he's the one you go to for advice. I'm the one you come to when you need things done. <laughs> I said, Scott true. will tell you, I own the business, but I can't do it without her. You know? it, it's true because I'm, I can make money. Making money is not a problem. Getting yeah. every fucking thing that has to get done on a daily basis here. Yeah. Is impossible. I know. And some people think it's like, really? I'm like, no, seriously. Just ask him. He'll tell you. You know, I own it. Tammy runs it. (laughs) Pretty much, yeah. So, in 82, Barella began to rent his own booth at the uh, Westport Flea Market. Okay. And he primarily sold and traded primitive art, jewelry, antiques, you know, that type of thing. Okay. Although occasionally making a generous monthly profit... The income typically generated via this business was often not sufficient to maintain kind of his, da- his daily expenses. Okay. Because, well, I can see that, too. Right, because yeah. you've, well, you've seen just in the business alone, every day money comes in and money goes out. Well, and not just that is when you sell artwork like this, it kind of goes in waves. Yeah. You know, people actually have to co- want to collect it, but they don't always come to your flea market to purchase it. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. So, and they, somebody might have something that's comparable for a lesser price. Exactly. So there's, there, there's a lot. And it happens across the board in every industry, whether it's exactly. music or art or whatever. Um, you know, it's, it's all about bartering for the best price. Yeah, it's supply and demand. Yeah. yeah. So as a result, oh, Bobby here, he had occasionally steal or scavenge other items to, steal, to, to sell at his booth. Or taking lodgers at his home as a means to kind of gain some additional income. Okay. Because, hey, man, motherfuckers got to eat. You know, you, you do what you got to do. God dang right. Oh. 
You all right over there? Yeah, I'm fine. All right. I kind of worry about you because you were so damn sick, so now I'm like all paranoid. No, it's I'm I'm okay. Okay. So Bradella became uh, acquainted with a with a fellow merchant by the name of Paul Howell, who operated a booth just right next to his. Okay. And soon Bradella became acquainted with Paul's younger son Jerry. So initially, Jerry Howell uh, and his friend scathed and taunted Barella over his very much being gay. Oh, for his feminism? Yeah. Like, you suck dick. Ha, 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 ha. That type of thing. Because kids are kids. Okay. You know, and, and and Jerry's not a kid. He's like in his teens. Like he's yeah, like but still, teenagers graduation. are dicks, too. Oh, exactly, man. They're little, little peckerheads. I know. I, I own a couple. <laughs> <clears throat> can't take he just back. turned 20, but yeah. I can't take him back to the pound either. You tried. Uh-huh. But I'm going to take you to the pound. Oh, cool. Can we get a dog while we're there? <laughs> so check this out. As much like most people that make the most fun and like call names to, to other people, Jerry uh, later confided in him that him and his friends occasionally earn money as male prostitutes. So oh, guess well, what? There you go. He's sucking dick, too. Yeah. I want to point out, by, by, by the way, boys and girls, Jerry... Uh, Although we're going to get into that, he is the first victim. He's not sweet and innocent in this whole mess. Okay. You know, but what happened to him was horrific, and no one deserves what he went through. Right, right. Jerry had several run-ins with the law, a drug habit, even borrowed money from Robert that he never paid back. Okay. Okay. But with that said, on July 5th of 87, Robert offered Jerry some money to come to his house and do some work. Okay. So he goes, he picks up Jerry, and Jerry was more interested in getting high rather than doing any real work. Yeah. Robert's getting more and more frustrated. He's just getting pissed, right? Yeah. Because um, now he's feeling like, hey, man, Jerry's using me. What a yeah. dick. Yeah. But, hey, I can understand that. I've been there, too, where I'm like, hey, this, I think this asshole's using me. So, you know, now we have to kill this bitch. Um, that's why I have 15 dead girlfriends. Um, no, I'm just kidding. I don't have. Well, no, I do have one that, that died, but not at my hands. She OD'd. I was going to say, she wasn't. Yeah. So, um, Robert gave. Jerry, like a bunch of booze and drugs and things like that, and Jerry was out. Yeah. So Robert says, you know what? I'm going to tie this bastard up to the bed upstairs. Okay. Upstairs they go. Over the next 27 hours, Robert repeatedly raped and tortured Jerry Howe until he died. Wow. And using his skills as a chef, he dismembered Jerry's body, wrapped the parts in black plastic bags and threw them out with the trash to be picked up the next day. Wow. So, a weird little quirk about our good old friend Bobby here. Yeah. He wrote down everything that he had done to Jerry and he even took pictures. Oh, so kind of like, what's his name? Uh, Wesley Allen Dodd. Yeah, very much like, yeah. Yeah. Kind of like Lake and Ing too, except Lake oh, and Ing yeah. just they, they did pictures and they did video and oh yeah, you know they wanted to get it on MTV and well, you know like fucking this is weird shit. Yeah, those two assholes. I'm scratching my eye now. God damn. Yeah. Ah. You know what's really weird is you you and I both know because we do that that there's a huge industry of snuff porn out there. I guess. And my sister didn't know that until just this last weekend. She goes, did you know? I go, uh, yeah. Right, because she's, she's, she's at a convention actually yeah, representing she, us. she was at the True Crime Convention. And she was like, she goes, did you know that there's an industry out there? I go, uh, yeah. Yeah, we're very aware of snuff porn industry. Yeah. And, uh, and then I told her porn. about the suicide voyeurism and everything. Yep. She goes, oh, my God, are you serious? I go, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the shit you find out when you do a show like this, yeah. right? So, those amount. And a few days later, Jerry's dad calls the cops to report him missing. Okay. 
Oh, after a few days. Yeah. Yeah. Because your your son's a junkie, so he's going to disappear from. Yeah, time that's time. true. That's true. But there's going to come a point as a dad, you go, okay, this little peckerhead's normally home in two days, and it's been like let's say a week. Yeah. You're like, um, now now we have a problem. Yeah. True. Okay. So they also though they got this call from this guy named Todd, who said that he suspected it was Robert Berdella that killed Jerry. And Todd had said that he thought that Robert gave Jerry what's called a hot shot. And for those of you that aren't junkies like me. Yeah, I know what a hot shot is. Pointing out that I don't use anymore. Right. A hot shot is when you load up a needle full of drugs, but it's more than your normal dose. It can also be if you like, like for instance. Or mix it. Yeah, I was going to say, like mix it now with heroin and fentanyl. Yeah. That's a hot shot too. Right, right. Uh, for for us, we yeah we, we mixed a lot of drugs. I never I, I've only shot up one time. I've never oh. ever shot up ever. Oh, I tell you, man, shooting up cocaine was fucking amazing. Uh, you see, and I've heard that it's an amazing oh, high, but oh, I oh, never oh. I never wanted to go to that level. I'm over here drooling just remembering my drug yeah. days. Goddamn. And that's one reason why I never did heroin either. But, but that that's the reason why I never shot up twice though was because it was so good. Yeah. And so amazing. I knew if I did it even one more time. Oh, that yeah. That would be it. That would yeah. be it. I would You'd shoot have been dead up. for sure. I would have shot up every day. Yeah. It was bad enough that I was going through a couple of eight balls every day. All day, um, every day. Yeah. I, I would have just ended up shooting up, and yeah. I, would, I, would be a, I would be a statistic. Yeah, and needle junkies are, I mean, those are the worst. That's the worst time to try to kick if you're a needle junkie. Oh, hell yeah, man. Yeah. Thankfully, not like the rest of the junkies in this fucking world that have track marks and shit because they use bad needles. Uh, yeah. Um, or use the same vein. Yeah. And, there, yeah. there was never a dirty needle in sight. Like when my friends were shooting up and shit like that. These were all fresh, oh, yeah, fresh no. brand new needles. No. Nasty. Yes. I have my own I was going to say, my mom's insulin dependent diabetic, and she always had a shit ton of needles because she'd use them until they were dull instead of like switching out the needle all the you time. Nasty ass. I said, Mom, you are a junkie. Anybody who comes here would arrest us because you're a junkie. That and the fact that she always points out everybody's veins. <laughs> that makes her a vampire. Yeah. I was like, Mom, you're either. Yeah, no. Stop vampire, saying it. Vampires suck on veins, and your mom can. Ah, 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 ah. Definitely have her way ah, with my veins. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So the cops go and they question Robert, right? And they put him under surveillance, but with no evidence, no body, they hit a dead end. Like, yeah. Because why, why are you going to pursue him? Yeah. Here's an up because at this point here, he's like this upstanding member of, yeah. of, of the community. I was going to say, yeah, he's like owns his own business, doing good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he he's a great guy, you know, and everybody likes him by and large. You know, so they're going to go in the question, hey, man, do you know what happened to this kid? And what, what he had told the cops is, yeah, he was here. He did some work for me. I dropped him off over there at the 7-Eleven. Yeah. And then I took off. Yeah. Right? Makes sense, right? Upstanding oh, member yeah. of society. People are like, yeah, kind of that, that tracks. That yeah. Tracks. So after getting away with the murder of Jerry, Robert seemed to kind of get a taste for, play, for playing his little torture games, raping and oh, killing. Yeah. Nine months later is when Robert Shelton came knocking at Berdella's door, looking for a place to stay for a bit, right? Oh, okay. So Sheldon and Robert knew each other, and Sheldon, Sheldon had just you know had a fight with his girlfriend. Oh, okay. Needed a place to stay for a short bit. You know, so I, 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 but unfortunately, that sealed Robert Shelton's fate. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but we, his, we, we've all been there, though. Knowledge, right? We, well, we've all been there. Where we've gotten to a, a, a fight with our, with our significant other, and oh, we're yeah. like, okay, I need a cooling off period. I need to get the hell out of here, because if not, 
I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to like knock this bitch to a fucking yeah, wall. One of us is going to die. Yeah. It is probably not going to be me. Yeah, it's a good, well, I know, no, I've had girlfriends where there's a good chance this bitch is going to kill me. I got to fucking leave. <laughs> but I did, Greg. Like the lamp? <laughs> like the lamp. Yep. So Berdelli used the same methods that he used on his last victim, right? Which was Jerry with Robert. Wow. Sheldon, not. No, okay, so he separate didn't say how two. he tortured Jerry, but yeah. Oh, I thought I listed that. No. <laughs> you just said he dismembered him afterwards. All right. Let's have some fun because we're going to do a little descriptive here in a few minutes. Okay. Because I like saving it at least for the second victim to kind of bait yeah. the hook. So he, gi- he, he gives Robert Sheldon some booze and some drugs and all that good stuff, right? So he could be subdued enough to tie him up. Okay. Then the games begin. The games. Let's, let the games begin, like the Olympics. Let's try injecting his eyeballs with drain cleaner oh. to start to blind him. Oh, no. And then filling his ears with caulk so that he couldn't hear anything. Oh. So the sensory deprivation alone would be terrifying. Oh, yeah, totally. But Berdella didn't stop there. He tied Sheldon's hands up with like things like piano wire so it would cut into his flesh, causing bleeding and damage to his wrists. Oh. <clears throat> then he used a rubber mallet to beat on him. Oh, now, none, none of these things that he's done so far, right, is fatal. Yeah. They're not, painful yeah, and they're fucked up. Very painful. But they're not fatal, right? Yeah. Um, He also gave Sheldon a tattoo on his shoulder. And honestly, this is my way of thinking. It, it was his way of branding him to say that, that says pretty much he's owned by me like a piece of property, like a, like a yeah. vase. Did it say what car. kind of tattoo it was? Did not see the kind oh. of tattoo. So just like Jerry Howe, he took detailed notes wrote it all down in a notebook wow. right and had uh, gone and done pictures with him and everything like that well on April 14th Robert came home from work to find a workman on top of his roof doing some repairs for him forgot he was even going to come up right oh okay Robert's freaked out okay the time Berdella not the one who's tied up because the one who's tied up doesn't give a fuck about that repairman so so he didn't get caught what he did was he went and took a plastic bag put it over Sheldon's head and suffocated him. Okay. And much like Jerry's body, cut Sheldon up and put his parts into bags and threw it away with the trash. But this time, he kept the head. After keeping it in his freezer for a while, he digs a hole in his backyard and buried Robert Sheldon's head in the hole. Oh. Okay. Hey, everybody needs a souvenir from a good time, right? Yeah. Like some people get herpes and apparently he got head. Yeah. You didn't get the head joke, did you? I No, I kind of did, but... I was looking at something else, so... No, I'm looking at the pictures they have. I mean, very graphic pictures that he took. Was it... You're looking at the naked pictures that... uh, I'm looking at the ones that the guys tied up and, like, have needles in their back and, uh like, car battery charger things attached to them. We're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. You're jumping ahead of me. Sorry. I I told you I was looking at pictures, so I apologize. Fuck! Only because I was looking to see if I could find a picture of the tattoos, but... That's why. Sorry. I apologize. All of you all have to now get tattoos with my name on your shoulders. That way there you all know that you're owned. I was going to say, that is scary because Todd told me I had to get a tattoo with his name on me to let everybody know he owns me too. And I'm like, nobody owns me, bitch. We'll have joint ownership. It's okay. You don't, you don't have a say in this. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you. So I now, Berdello's like kind of chilling out, right? And he got away with two murders. Yeah. But now... He needs more, right? His fantasy of having the sex slave and torture him became really just a fucking obsession. 
Yeah. Just checking things as we're going along with the recording. <laughs> Uh, so on the outside, he's still an upstanding member of society, right? Yeah. And everybody's like, yeah, he's still cool. Just two months later, only two months, Robert found 20-year-old Mark Wallace in his shed out back. Now, Mark was drunk, and Robert took the opportunity to give him a sedative and tie him up to the bed upstairs like he did the other two, and, uh, and he gets to work on Mark, right? Yeah. He kept Mark Wallace drugged up to keep him compliant um, while Robert repeatedly raped and tortured him. Wow. So remember the last victim that we were just now talking about? And I have to always ask that because some of our, our listeners are dipshits and don't don't pay attention. Yeah, they don't. They're like, okay, which victim was that again? And uh, no, nothing against you listeners because sometimes I'm a dipshit and I don't pay attention either. That's so. true. Scott's always asking me about shit. Yeah. What was I asking you about? Yeah, everything. I, I know we covered him. No, we didn't. No. I'm sure we did. <laughs> That's true, no, actually. we didn't. Yes, we did. And then, you know, it gets into an argument. So, <laughs> you remember what Barella did to yeah. Robert Sheldon? Yeah. Well, he added a few more torture things to his game when it uh. came to old Mark. Barella added electric shock. He rigged up, uh, and there's a mistake I put. Blood, I know, I'll but fix anyway. It. Um, electric uh, wires to a train transformer like you would for an electric train so he can control the amount of shock that he'd be administering to Mark by turning a dial. Borelli used it on different parts of Mark's body to create a massive amount of pain and torture. Mm. All the while, Mark had to endure all the things that Robert Sheldon had gone through on top of that. So Mark wanted to live... uh, I'm fucking, my brain went blank. Sorry. Mark wanted to live, and while uh, Barella was at work, he tried to free himself. And he almost got away with it, too, if it wasn't for that damn dog and those kids. I know, them pesky teenagers. Damn it. No. Um, Barella caught him, right? Uh. Brought him back upstairs, tied him back down, and continued to rape him. Wow. And in a journal entry dated June 23rd of 85, Robert Barella wrote, quote, No signs of life. <gasps> In reference to Mark Wallace. Yeah, yeah, I kind of figured that. And as with the last two victims, Barella dismembered the bodies, threw it out with the trash. Like, ah, you're garbage, right? Yeah. Ugh. I'm, like, over here cringing right now. Figured I'd let you cringe for a minute before I continue. Yeah, no, that was horrible. So, let's talk about Kansas City, Missouri, and their gay community. Okay. Back in the time, right? Back in the 80s. Once again, in the 80s, it was really frowned upon, and a lot of gays got made fun of. I actually remember a cartoon back in the 80s that was for kids. Okay. It was called Wait Till Your Father Gets Home. Oh. I know. A lot of people haven't heard of it because it got taken off the air when the gays started coming more into fruition. Yeah. But I remember a scene out of there where um, the father of the thing has his own uh, company, and he needs... uh, uh, I think it was a truck driver or something like that to deliver things. And he's interviewing all these people and a flamboyant gay guy comes in there and he's got rainbows and he's tossing flowers and he's super just flaming. And there's a big diatribe of why they can't hire a gay guy. Oh. So 
that's that's the sign of the times. This is in the eighties, right? Right. Which by the eighties, <laughs> it was no longer illegal to be homosexual, but it was still very much frowned upon. Oh hell yeah, man! People still make fun of the gays. Yeah, it was still considered a disease. Yeah. yeah. So the gay community in, in Kansas City, Missouri, was pretty small, right? But it's not only made up of the guys who are gay, but also guys who were in the sex trade, which oh, okay. doesn't necessarily make you gay. And we'll get into that in a minute. Okay. So with three people missing in total, people are starting to get worried. And the sex workers, they already knew about Robert Berdella. Uh, you know, and most of them didn't trust him because Robert really wanted to be able to tie them up and have aggressive, rough sex with them, kind of to mimic raping them. Oh, so he wanted to do the consensual, non-consensual. Kind of, yeah. Fantasies. And they're like, uh, no, you're a freak of nature. Like, we'll suck some dick, but we don't want to be raped, okay? Yeah. With that said, there were still a few people out there that still trusted Robert. Oh, yeah. This is where Walter Ferris made his grave error. On September 26th of 85, Walter came over to Robert's house, right? And he needed a place to stay for a short bit. And I'm guessing that he and his wife had some issues. And he needed a place to chill out while the, kind, of, kind of while the dust settled. Mm-hmm. Well, Roberto here, he saw that as an opportunity. It's almost like Robert had an account with Uber Eats or Postmates because it just seems like victims just kept coming to him. Like he could just, you know, and this is before Place his order and have it arrive. Yeah, it's almost like he's calling like 1-800-SEND-A-VICTIM. You know, yeah, um, I will take a male in their 20s. Um, yeah, and this a, is before the dark web, so. Yeah. I mean, why go out, right? You got, you got delivery service. <laughs> So Walter became another uh, one of Robert's victims. <clears throat> and like all the others, he was raped and tortured. But yet, the torture was added. Uh, uh, another layer of the torture was added to the game. Oh. He used a tranquilizer known, uh, known as creatine. Oh. I think it's creatine. Oh. If I, if I spelled it right. Um, it's not Special K? I think that I think that's what it is, but yeah, I, think I can't remember what it's but anyway. called. But yeah, keratin. Yeah. yeah, but it's with a K. But yeah, okay, yeah, okay, it's with a K. My bad. Yeah. So this tranquilizer um, is used medicinally. Right. Um, so that way, it's actually used a lot in vets' offices. Yes. Only problem is it can cause extreme hallucinations when you're mm-hmm. not when it's not administered properly. So on top of all the things that Barella is doing to him. He's getting raped. He's being electrocuted. He's being tortured. He's being cut on. He's being poked with needles. He's Mm. having things done to his eyes. Now he's having fucking hallucinations on top of that. So Walter's wife knew that he had gone over to Barella's place, and after a few days, she calls the cops. Hey, look, this is where my old man went. He hasn't returned the fuck. Yeah. So here comes the police. Back to Barella. And they kind of talk to him. Hey, man, what, what's going on? There? With no information or proof of any foul play, there's nothing that they, they could really do. Right, and there's no cause for search, mm-hmm. you know, because there's no, you know. What they didn't know was that he was cut up and he went out with the trash like all the others. Yeah. So. Oh, I see you. Got yeah, it. sorry. No, you're fine. So, okay, let's backtrack a little bit, shall we, boys and girls? Yeah. You guys remember that guy, Todd, who called the cops about Jerry Howell when he went missing? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, on June 17th of 86, Robert was on the hunt again, and guess who he found? No. 
This time he went out to find a victim, though. He didn't call 1 800 to you know, dial a victim. Well, is it like a, a awful coincidence, or did he like hunt this guy down? That's the question. Just went out and found him. Oh. And we'll f- figure out like why a in a real second. stroke of luck, huh? No, hold on. Hold on. You'll see why. You'll okay. see why. So I guess he was tired of waiting for one to show up at his doorstep, and he found Todd Stooks. Now, the same guy who called the cops about Jerry, by the way, just to reiterate that, right? Todd was out hooking. Now, uh, uh, and a little backstory on him, right? Todd and his wife had actually stayed with Robert for for a little while prior to this. And Todd exchanged uh, sexual favors for being able to stay with Robert. Oh. And Robert was madly fucking attracted to him, right? Like, he had the hots for Todd like I have for your mom. Like that, mm. like yeah. Like God you have it. for chocolate? No, just for your mom. I'm gonna lick the chocolate off your mom. Oh my god! No, you won't, because you don't like food. Play. People ask how I know this. I know a lot about t- Scott's sex life, even though I don't want to. Just saying. So anyway, it's a it's an age old story with with drug users, right? Oh yeah, totally. If you need drugs and you can't afford drugs, well, you sell yourself to get money for your dope. Huh? Yeah. Pretty totally. pretty straightforward, right? Robert saw this as a prime opportunity to get himself a piece of Todd's ass, which turned him on so much. So He's like, I'm getting so, some more Todd there. So much. And I'm pretty sure that uh, that the Todd that I work with. Uh, <laughs> Chief White Claw? Chief White Claw. I bet you he'd be on top of that, too. Like, is it Todd like me? Does he have a White Claw? Oh, my God. Oh, what I'm flavor. pretty sure it's not like the Todd we talk to on a normal basis. No, not like my half-brother Todd. That's different. <laughs> So anyway, Tom Todd knew what kind of person Robert was, by the way. But okay. still, oh, so he knew about his sick fantasies. Well, yeah, because he, you know, he called about. Hey, I think that Todd, yeah, you know, that right. Robert's the one who killed, you know, my buddy Jerry. Because they all knew each other, right? Mm-hmm. Still, when dope calls your name, you better be ready to pay. Right. And as soon as Todd got back to Brella's house. The games began again. Yeah. But Todd was a strong motherfucker. Okay. okay. He lasted two whole weeks. Holy shit. As Barilla raped him over and over again and subjected him to endless sessions of torture. Oh, that's horrible. Sadly, Todd never really got the drugs that he wanted so badly. Mm. He died on July 1st of 87. He had gotten an infection. Uh, caused by the damage that Brilla had done to him, and he went into septic shock. Oh, my gosh. That's a horrible way to go. And just like the previous victims, old Bobby Boy here dismembered his body and threw him out with the trash like he was nothing but waste. Wow. So. Wow. Oh, Robert here, he has a cooling off period for a while, which is great because we, we, saw, we saw the escalation, right? Mm-hmm. Where it got as sure as two months. He's chilling. Okay. He's chilling for almost a whole year. Wow. Before he was ready to strike again. Wow. And that's when he found Larry Pearson. Okay. Now, I like the story of Larry. I don't like the outcome, but I digress. <laughs> Larry needed some money uh, to pay a bail bondsman that he owed. Okay. So, Brilla said, yeah, okay, I'm going to give you the money on one condition. Uh, Larry, you need to come with me on vacation to Calahoga. Calahoga, Cuyahoga. Cuyahoga Falls, Ohio, to visit my family. And, you know, Larry said, yep. And they were on their way. They're going to take a vacation together, right? 
They go, they have a good time, and as soon as they get back from this vacation, they got to Robert's house, the torture games began. Because you can't stay home without torture, apparently, at Robert's place. Right. Larry and Durborella's torture and constant raping. Forget this. You guys ready? Six weeks. A month and a half. A month and a half of being raped and tortured every day. Wow. But Larry, dude, check this out, guys. Larry's a fighter. And I guess he wanted to live more than than most do. When Robert put his cock in Larry's mouth for the last time, Larry bit it. He's like, I'm Jaws. Fuck you. Bites his dick. Oh, wow. And he bit hard enough to cause enough damage that Barilla needed to go to the hospital, right? Wow. So Barilla calls a taxi because he ain't driving himself because now he's Sir, he's Sir Limps a lot. Yeah. Which I would too, man. I'd have tears in my eyes. Like, my son and I were talking about the Larry, uh, the, the John Wick movies where people get shot in the crotch and they just, mm-hmm. they jump right up and they're, they're, they're A-OK, good to go. And uh, meanwhile, I'm sitting there saying, dude, my nuts slipped to the side once a little tiny bit and I was crying. If somebody shot me in the dick, I'm done. Well, like the very first pr- pilot episode of Grey's Anatomy, this woman was being raped and she bit the tip of her attacker's dick off. They found it in her stomach when they did surgery. Sweet. Yeah. So they had to hold it as evidence till the police came and got it. So Brilla calls a taxi, right? Mm-hmm. And while he's waiting for the taxi to show up, boom, kills Larry. Oh, of course. Yeah, he's like, fuck this. Well, but he's he not going to take the chance of Larry getting away while he's in the hospital. Right. So he's got the good sense, though, to where he's like, I'm going to cool the house off just in case I'm at the hospital for a while. So he cool, puts the AC on, gets the house nice and chilled to kind of slow the decomposition process. Okay. So when Robert got all fixed up at the hospital, came home, of course, dismembered Larry's body. And after removing his head, he was still pretty pissed about his dick being bit. Dug a hole, dug up where Robert Sheldon's head was, right? Had been buried in the backyard. But Larry's head in its place, took Sheldon's head in, pulls his teeth and stores his teeth in two separate envelopes and stored Larry's skull in an upstairs closet. Well, you know, everybody's got to collect something, I guess, right? Totes me guess. My whole thing is, is why didn't the hospital question why this guy's dick was bit? Because he's gay. Oh, okay. There you go. I mean, there's all kinds of things. He could have said something like, hey, man, I was with this chick, and I'm banging her, and she bit my dick, you know, or um, I fell down a flight of stairs onto a weed whacker. Oh, my God. I just read ahead. I hate you. Go. (laughs) Don't read ahead, bitch. I know. I need to stop. I need to stop. So, on March 29th of 88, Robert Berdello was once again on the hunt. Okay. I guess he was thinking of Larry, him thinking of Larry wasn't quite going to be enough for him. He needed some fresh meat. So, Berdella goes down to the red light district. You know where the hookers are. You know where that is, right, Tammy? I hate you. <laughs> I actually wrote that in the notes. He did write that in the notes. I hate you. That's where he found 22-year-old Chris. Although, I will say this. Your neighbor across the street always has a red light on. Cause her At name night. Because her name is Roxanne. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. That was a horrible joke, but go ahead. <clears throat> That's where we found 22-year-old Christopher Bryson. So he picks him up to go back to Berdella's house. And you can always see where this is going to go, but I died, Greg. Yeah. So Robert was methodical about how he handled his victims. By the you know, just I want to throw that in there before we get, even get into Chris's story. Like, everything he did was well-planned out. Yeah, it sounds like step it. Step by step by step. And well-documented. 
step by step by step step and well photographed. You know, how stupid can you be that you're going to document everything you do? Well, that was his deal, right? Yeah. So he gives Chris some booze and asks him to go up there, uh, upstairs, so they can, you know, get on with the dirty deed. You know, you know, fucking. Yeah. They're, they, you know, they're they're gonna get. He's gonna get his fuck on, right? Yeah. Chris is okay, and while he's walking up the stairs, Brilla hits him from behind and knocks him out. Wow. Right. He hits it from behind and his head, not his ass. He, you know, hitting his yeah. ass was the I plan, but he hit the it. head. I got it. Chris is out. Bradella then ties him to the same bed as all the other victims. This time, instead of injecting him with drain cleaner into his eyes, he swamped Chris's eyes with bleach, which caused even could cause even more pain since there's a lot of nerve endings on the outer oh part of the eyes. God. So Chris was captive for four days. But on the morning of April 2nd of 88, when Bradella left for work, Chris managed to get himself free from his restraints uh, that, that held him to the bed, right? Oh, wow. He found some matches, and he burned through the ropes that were tying other parts of his body and wearing nothing but a fucking dog collar. Chris escaped the house, goes across the street, and uh, he finds his meter reader. Oh, wow. You know, he's reading the meter for the yeah. power company and shit. And those two knock on someone's door, knock on doors until somebody answers, and they call the cops. Wow. So the cops show up, and they thought it's just a sex date, okay? Uh, or just a sex case, you know, like yeah. unlawful restraint, you know, that that type of thing. Um, They took Chris's statement, as well yeah. as the description of Robert's uh, room that, that he was holding Chris in, and uh, they kind of waited for him. Okay. And he shows up home, and boom, there's a welcome party for him. Yeah. They go, hey, let's see some ID. They go, okay, Robert, you're under arrest. Boom, we're going to take you to the station. Take him down there, and they ask Robert... If he'd sign a consent form <clears throat> so that they can search his house. And Robert says, nope. Wow. Now, this is actually a good move since he wanted to talk to his attorney first. I now. recommend that. Yeah. <laughs> well, <coughs> sorry. I get another drink. Holy cow. It's, it's my allergies, man. No, I know. It's that time of year. <coughs> the weather's changed 50 times in the last month. Yeah, we went from record-breaking snow to record-breaking heat to Lord knows what this is. It's miserable is what the hell it is. Yeah. And I have allergy pills in me. Yeah, no. So, anywho, the cops are like, fuck this. We're going to get a search warrant. Yeah. So, they go and they get a search warrant. They kick in the door. And the first thing that they're assaulted with is the smell of just filth. They walk inside. There's dog shit everywhere. Oh, he's wow. got dogs in the back. The place is cluttered. It's filthy, filthy, filthy. They search the house. And sure enough, they find the room just exactly as Chris described it. Yeah. Okay. So that 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 shows that he's telling the truth. Yeah. They keep searching the house. They keep searching the house, and that is when they came across his little collection of photographs. Oh. And the journals that he kept, detailing everything out. So, the cops are searching the backyard, right? And they see this part of the of grass that's greener than the rest. One of the cops goes, "Hey, let's dig that up, man." So they get a backhoe out there and they start digging it up, and sure enough, they find. The skull. Wow. You know, of the dick biter. Yeah. They got that. And so they start, they, they start searching the display at, uh, at Robert Della's shop, his store that he has, right? They noticed kind of like this macabre display in the front window. And it's two skulls. And look, they, they, they think that they're plastic at first because they're so clean and so white. Wow. They were two of Barella's victims. 
Wow. In the display in the front window. Now wow. that is ballsy, man. That wow. is fucking wow. ballsy. So, That's yeah, that takes it to a whole new level. Yeah. So, like I said, they dug it up. Okay. So they wanted to prosecute, and this this episode's almost over, thankfully. They wanted to prosecute the Larry Pearson case first, but Berdella confessed to all the murders. He's, yep, I did it, and this is what I did. Because, you know, honestly, they knew they had him dead to rights. Wow. They already knew that. You know, he already knew that they've, they've got the pictures. Yeah. You got the pictures. You got the journal. You have the heads. Yeah. That shit wasn't exactly yeah. fucking hidden, right? Yeah. It's not like he tried to hide anything. Really. So, confess- and he gets several life sentences without the possibility of parole. So, he was still pretty young. He should still be in there right now, right? Yeah. No! Oh, of course. October 8th of 92, at the age of 43 years old, he died. Did he have a heart attack? I didn't see why he died. Oh. I just know he fucking died. He just fucking died, right? Yeah, and that's that's my whole presentation on him. Yeah, that's... He, dude, he, like, satisfied your needs for brutal case, didn't he? Brutal and sexual, but this is beyond. Like, this is just well beyond Yeah. any, yeah, it's just, I don't like torture. That's my whole thing. If you're going to kill people and rape them, that's fine. That's not He did fine, have a heart attack. Oh, he did? Okay, I figured. Yeah. Okay, must have. Yeah, because apparently he thought that they were withholding his heart medication. Good. But then, I mean, high blood pressure as a child and his father dying so young of a heart attack that it was almost expected, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. That but, makes sense. Oh, my God. That is horrible. Yeah, it's a messed up case. Makes you wonder. Like, I mean, because you can't just tell me it was the loss of his father and his mom remarrying so quickly. You know, there's something else there. I bet you there was a lot of things there. He had obviously a mental disorder. Obviously. Obviously. I I wish actually he was still alive. I'd like to be able to talk to him to kind of figure out what he was thinking. I mean well and that's what we do. I mean, if they're still alive, it's like we do contact them and say, you know what? We wanna know what you are like. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. All right, let's wrap this sucker up. You ready? Uh yeah, do it. Remember, you can send us an email at BrutalNation at TwistedBlueLLC.com. Check us out on Medium, Crime Beat on Medium, and wherever you happen to be getting your blogs. Uh, log on to Facebook and join Citizens of Brutal Nation. We've been having some pretty good discussions in there all in all. Not we bad. Have been. We Not have bad. been. Uh, this show is copyright 2023 by Twisted Blue LLC. All rights are reserved, and we will talk to you guys later on. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody.